Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your, uh, the host, Freddie Hall. Tripping over my words already because I'm that excited about today's podcast. Or is it the cold? The cold is reverberating into my bones and I'm no longer able to speak. But we'll tumble through this podcast, I'm sure. Adam joins me once again. Back with Johnny Bisbee from Off Grid NFL. Fantastic website for all your NFL articles. Um, and there's been some brilliant ones recently. And when I was thinking about today's show... Literally off-grid popped up with the article that we're going to talk about. Because the Lions, the Detroit Lions, you've got to be hearing the roar from Detroit from Ford Field. Because the Lions are on a big winning streak at the minute. Another fantastic win against the Minnesota Vikings, a divisional rival. Um, I can't remember the score off the top of my head now. But 34-23 going to 6-7 and seven on the season. Second place behind the Vikings in that division with the lowly Chicago Bears and Adams Green Bay Packers slimly behind there. The Lions are vying for a playoff spot. They're in the hunt. They were the talk of the offseason because of hard knocks. They were featured on that. Dan Campbell was so amazing on it. He just We wanted to run for a wall for him, Johnny, when he was on there. The guy's that's such a hype artist. Are you hearing the Lions roar, Johnny? Are they going to be roaring all the uh, Dan Campbell, yeah. He is someone I'd run for a wall for, I think. from the, Just some of the plays from this weekend were very, very ballsy, as Panay Sewell said after his... Um, his, you know, his catch um, late in the second half to to uh, to seal the game, um, but also what was it, the, the punt as well in the first half when it was fourth and I think it was fourth and eight, um, the fake punt. Many coaches around the league would have not had the uh, the kahunas to give him that a try. So, you know, he's someone who for the last couple of years with his antics in the the um, the dressing rooms has, has been a real sort of hype man for. Uh, his players, um, you know, there's been question marks sometimes over his coaching sort of ability, but it's it's clear that the players are just playing out of the skin for him. Um, Jared Goff been fantastic, like I said, it wasn't his, even his greatest game against the the Vikings, um, but he's really stood out, um, um, you know, as someone who can lead this franchise forward. Um, he's not necessarily going to be the bridge quarterback that that everyone thought he was going to be after the Stafford trade. Um, yeah, it's great to see. I think, you know, who would have called it back in back in October when they'd won just one game? They were still playing remarkably on offense, score, putting up great numbers, but um, but on defense they were um, you know coming up quite short. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is a really young, energetic team with um, a coach who. Yeah, just brings out the best of his players. So they're a very, very exciting team to watch. And I'm looking forward to seeing them, uh, yeah, go on this sort of ho- hopefully a nice playoff fund because, yeah, they're definitely some team that, um, that I'm certainly rooting for uh, because of the way they're playing. There can was I a just, guy. Can I just quickly hard, say, as, just, just quickly, as the older person on this podcast, I, I'm too old to run through walls for anybody. I'm <laughs> sorry. We, we've got to stop this. It's madness. I'm I'm done. I can't run through a wall. <laughs> You've clearly not had Dan Campbell over for dinner any time. No, I haven't. That's very <laughs> true. <Get him> in. <laughs> I think we can talk in detail about some of the players and some of the plays um, for the Lions in a moment. But I would like to, to stick on Dan Campbell, Adam, because obviously Detroit Lions being a divisional rival um, and yourself, when you look at the coaches that are in um, in the NFC North, I mean, there, there was obviously we got to peek behind the curtain with Hard Knocks on the in the offseason with Dan Campbell. And some see it as unconventional. And there's a lot of coaches that have tried this way of being very player empowerment, very sort of loud, brash. 
But do, do you think it, it works for certain teams? It doesn't work for certain teams? Because, if, you know, when you look at the Green Bay Packers this year, a divisional rival, would you be looking at someone like Dan Campbell thinking, like, God, I wish I had that sort of coach in my team? No, not really. Um, no. no, he's he's he isn't really um, like I, I get it. I get why people like him. I get the enthusiasm and how it, it breeds enthusiasm within the squad and stuff like that. I completely understand all of that. It's not my kind of guy, just not what I'm into at all. Um, but yeah, I, I completely understand why people like that. I I, I wouldn't personally want him coaching my team because I think that. I think that can get you so far, but I think there is a limit to what that can get you. And at the end of the day, you you need that guy who who has the knowledge and has the ability to get you over the line. You know, you look at these, you look at some of the coaches that have won the Super Bowl in the last few years. I don't see many of them being loud, brash kind of, you know, enthusiasm uh, sort of people who who manage to really get them going it tends to be more you know a lot of the whole sort of Shanahan McVeigh tree in the last few years you know you've got your Belichick who I know Belichick likes to scream and shout a bit but it's not Dan Campbell um mm. so I, I think it's I think there is a, a limit to what that can get you having said all that because you are starting from such a low position that the Lions were over the last few years it's a positive and the fans should take that as a positive and that they are doing really well and embrace what's going on because I think he might just fit them. Like he, mm. he might just be the perfect fit for that specific franchise that will get them and keep them going. And I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs or not this year, but they, they, they have the potential if they keep on going and keep winning games. The one thing I would say something that we have been saying in the betting shows all for the last few weeks, most of the year, they are very, they're a completely different beast at home, completely different beast at home. When they're away, Jared Goff struggles a lot more. And that's a real issue that they are, they're going to have because even if they make it in the playoffs, they're not, they're not winning the division. So the Vikings will win that division. So they won't get it. They'll end up being a wild card if they were. So they're going to be away straight away and everything's going to be away. It's going to be really tough for them in order to be able to do that. And so I, I think it is is really hard for them to do anything major. But it's, as we said at the beginning of the season, they are one of the exciting teams that we hoped this would happen with. And it seems to be happening now. And so hopefully they'll keep going and it, they will sort of, I think they'll just miss out, but it's a great building step for them for next year. I think you're right in terms of for this franchise, it does work from Detroit, cold, cold city in the north there in the yeah. winter, you know, um, a tough city, a, 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 a city of industry at one point, but has now all shriveled up with, with like a lot of industrial cities have done. Same things happened in the UK with places like Sheffield and Liverpool and stuff like that, where you know it's harsh it's brash it's out there it's it's very much in its own universe you know sort of thing and, and there's one thing they love in michigan and that's their college football and the detroit lions and um i i think you're right in that terms of the uh, franchise suit in a coach this is a perfect fit um you know new england boston home of such great universities you know eclectic intellectual that's bill belichick you know 
Rams, Sean McVay, good-looking dude, younger, suave, exactly like LA, you know, very young, very, you know, very, um, very suave and hip and everything like that. And it does really suit the guy to, um, to to be in Detroit. Let's move on to some of the players because we've spoken about this a lot of times, uh, Johnny, in terms of serviceable quarterbacks. The serviceable, serviceable quarterbacks can take you so far. And no one has really ever believed in Jared, Jared Goff in, in Detroit Lions. Everyone's just thought, well, Goff's there for the placeholder. The Lions will lose a load of games with him. They'll get the number one pick. They'll draft the next guy. You know, last year they had the second pick. They take Aiden Hutchinson. There was no quarterback on the radar at that point, but they thought it was the needle mover. Unlike this draft that is coming up, actually, where those quarterbacks in there could be a massive needle mover. But Jared Goff was, I, I thought, it might be not his best game statistical-wise. He threw for 330 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, he did. He threw four touchdowns against Seattle with 378 yards. Did get an interception there. That has been his best game of the year. But back-to-get-back games with 300-plus yards, over two touchdowns. And he's really looking like he's getting this offense going. Do you think that's a bit of golf, the offensive coordinator, the players they've got there as well, which we will also talk about? Um, how impressed have you been with golf in Detroit this year? Yeah, hugely. I think, like like you said, no one's ever really given him a chance. I think um, he's never, you know, gone on to be the um, that you know unified number one overall pick um, quarterback who's going to lead a team to uh, multiple Super Bowls. But it's worth you know remembering that he, he took the Rams to the the Super Bowl. He was a relatively, you know, probably a top fifteen quarterback at best. Um, while at the Rams, um, he never, you know, never shone. Um, he was never you know, the the face of the Rams. Um, obviously, you know, with um, their sort of defensive players um, taking that sort of. Thing. So I think, and you know, is it, I don't think he's that in 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 Detroit either. Um, but you know, I think this season he's he's really sort of shown that he's he is a you know a bona fide starting NFL quarterback rather than being you know someone who is just going to fall off once the the Lions you know draft whether it that be this year or the, the next year their you know quarterback going forward so i've been very impressed with him but you know like adam said he's he is a different beast um, and the Lions in general a different beast away from home. I think that's, you know, we've mentioned about the grit of, of Detroit and, you know, how much they are loved and, you know, the atmosphere in, in, in Ford Field. I think that definitely does have something to play with it, particularly for a, such a young team. Um, but, um, but yeah, I've been very impressed with, with Jared Goff. Um, I think he is the ideal quarterback for this team at this current moment. Um, you know, a young sort of building building block team with, you know, someone who's got that experience um, of leading, you know, team deep in the playoffs, uh, can share, you know, different, um, sort of, you know, <coughs> offensive, um, a different sort of offensive mind. Um, um, and yeah, I, I think he will um, certainly be the starting quarterback next year. Um, I'm unconvinced whether the Lions, they will, you know, potentially have a top five draft pick in 2023, but I'm still unsure whether they, feel that they they need to draft a quarterback next year um you know perhaps wait another year um and, and see how everything pans out but um but yeah certainly they're in a, a brilliant place with with goff to push on um draft more young um energetic players you know we've, we've seen jameson williams obviously on his debut only had one reception but it was it was such a deep throw you know he's going to they're working in his just such a challenge. I'm really, really looking forward to him getting more of the ball um, going into next year. Um, and the you know defensive players, obviously Aiden Hutchinson, who's been 
um, a real revelation, you know, obviously coming in, there was so much hype around him, um, but he's, you know, been very solid in his opening year. Um, and yeah, I think the, the, the building blocks are definitely there for Detroit. Um, and I'm hoping that Goff um, can, can, yeah, really sort of push on with, with this team and, and cement himself as the, um, the quarterback going forward. I suppose that's building on that, Adam, to also the other players that are on the team and how, how impressed you have been with them because, you know, I, eyebrows were raised when they traded away TJ Hawkinson, being one of their sort of star-ish players, I suppose. Um, never really never really warranted the first round pick that he got in the end, I suppose. But players like Amon Rasen Brown, who was just built and built and built and looks look so good as a wide receiver. I think I'd put him in the top 10 spot as a wide receiver at the minute. I think he's been phenomenal. You've got players like DeAndre Swift, who has been in and out of the team this year because of injury. He's finding a little bit of form now. Jamal Williams, who I, I believe, is he still the, the leading uh, rushing touchdown uh, leading rushing touchdown leader? That doesn't sound quite right. Um, uh, and, uh, I mean, obviously a player that you knew pretty well at Green Bay and um, uh, and their offensive line. Panay Sewell's been fantastic this year. I mean, they've had a good defense, uh, sorry, offensive line for a while. And as well on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, I was always a massive champion of Amani Arorarie, but he's really not been that much this year. But Jeff Okuda has stepped up a bit this year. Um, I thought the signing of um, Deshaun Elliott, the safety from the Ravens, was really good. He's he's looked impressive. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, obviously, of course. Um, what do you make to and and, and, I, and like uh, Johnny said as well? I know it's only his first game, but um, Jameson Williams. It, it looks like a bright spark as well. We finally got to see him after his horrible injury from the end of his Alabama career getting in and drafted. And how impressed are you with how they've done so far and also the fact that they're all so young as well? Yeah, I, I think the one thing that you can give credit to Dan Campbell for is that he's built a team well in respect mm. of that he's, you know, I mean, given the, the type of guy he is, this isn't really a shocker, to be honest. But he's kind of gone very much, I'm going to have a good D-line and a good O-line, and then we're going to put good young pieces around that. And I think mm. you, you've seen the reason Goff's done well is because the O-line has been very good and has managed to keep him up for as long as they have done. So that's why. Also, it helps with the run game. I mean, as you said, mm. James, uh, you know, Jamal Williams has been amazing this year. I think, you know, we... Most Green Bay fans loved him or would have loved to have kept him. Unfortunately, it was just the contract that was the reason why he ended up going. Uh, but yeah, he's a you know great running back. He just happens to have been given the opportunity with a great O-line in front of him. And that's the reason why he's done as well as he has. Like most of the guys in the NFL, they get the opportunity, then they'll probably do pretty well with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's why Williams has been good. But yeah, I mean... And Brown, we saw him last year at the back end of last year in his rookie year, how well he did. And, you know, he's really kicked on. Jameson Williams looks like a great player. I mean, we obviously don't know a lot about him if you've just seen the NFL. But I know, like, Andrew was really hot on him, Alabama wide receiver, about how good he was in college. And, you know, he's hit the ground running already. So I think it's been really good. They've drafted well. You know, they've brought mm-hmm. in players like Aiden Hutchinson. It's, it, you know, the guy, again, it's the right guy for the right team at the right time kind of thing. It's like they, they could have gone a different way, but mm-hmm. they they went for Aiden Hutchinson and they felt that he was the best one. And were I think they were quite surprised that the Jags didn't go for him in, mm-hmm. in the draft. But 
he fell to them and they were like, happy days, we're laughing because he's our guy in our air, you know, our town. So, yeah, I, I think they've built well. They've done everything right in fairness to them. You know, that's the one thing I would say. They've done everything right. They've, they've uh, drafted well. They've brought in some a good solid O-line, good solid D-line, and they're starting to see the rewards for it now. I just I just think that it, it's probably going to be a bit too little too late for this season. But that doesn't mean, you know, there's a reason they gave him a seven-year deal or a six-year deal that Dan Campbell got. That That's the whole point of this. It's like it's not a one-year thing. So I, I think it's just a, a matter of time for them. And um, unfortunately, I think we'll be struggling against them for the next few years, to be honest. And in terms of, uh, Adam, what what do they need to do in these last four games? They've got the Jets, they've got the Panthers, they've got the Bears and the Packers. They are at home, if I'm reading that the right way round, because I always get confused about which way round they all are. They are at home three times. Three times, yeah, they're at home, I think, the rest of the season. I think it's the other way around. Is it the other way around? They're away three yeah. times and they're at home to the they're, they're at home to the Bears. But they're away yeah. at Jets, away at Panthers, away at Packers. Um, with the strength of the NFC East as well, all three, all four of them teams really competing for that wild card spot. Um, obviously, the top team, the Eagles, already qualifying will probably be the number one seed. The Vikings probably winning the division as well. I mean, it could slip away, but I, I really doubt it. Um, what what have the Lions got to do now in these last four games? I mean, really, they've just got to carry on doing what they're doing is what mm-hmm. they've got to do. But it's going to be very, very difficult. I mean, you're going up against an incredibly good Jets defence, which is going to be tough to to beat away from home. I, I think that's a, a real issue for them. You're going to be up against a, a Packers team that is going to be out of the playoffs and, you know, are not going to want to just give it away to them. So that's going to be a tough one. Bears at home, I think they've probably got a good shout at, at winning because they're at home. Like I say, they're a completely different team at home. And then who is the other one they've got away? Panthers. The Panthers. Panthers away. Well, you, like you saw this week with the Panthers. It's like, you know, they're a team that just, they just turned up this week mm. and managed to get a win. So it's, I don't think any of it's going to be easy. I think that they're, they're going to have to try and carry on replicating what they're doing at the moment because that's what is working for them. But I, I just don't think they're quite there. Uh, moving on uh, from the Lions, uh, news came through. Um, well, I, I've not actually watched the highlights yet nor seen it, but a non-contact injury from Kyler Murray. Um, there was suspicion that he's tore his ACL last night um, and the MRI has confirmed this today. He His season is over. That's according to Ian Rappaport. And Jeff to say and Tesco confirmed that Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray did in fact suffer a season-ending tour on ACL on the third play of Monday night game v the Patriots, which very much upset my uh, my partner in fantasy football. She benched Trevor Lawrence and started Kyler Murray. Um, so 36 points on her bench sitting there and minus two or whatever it was. Um, a non-contact injury. So um, I think there's some things that have come out saying like, well, he doesn't study well. This, this hasn't got anything to do with it, Johnny, has it? I mean, they did lose to the Patriots in the 27-13, four and nine on the season. I presume Colt McCoy came in, who did pretty all right with the Cardinals when he has come in beforehand. Um, how big a blow is this for the Cardinals and, and how big is it for Kyler Murray moving forward, someone who relies on his feet a lot? 
Yeah, it's just the the worst ending to a well an awful season for 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 Murray and for the, for the Cardinals. Um, yeah, thoughts with thoughts with him. Yeah, it must be absolutely awful to to experience an injury like an ACL, which can have such long term effects, and particularly for a quarterback who, you know, is so good and so mobile with his feet. Um, yeah, this this could have implications for next season, which is just the the worst news that Cardinals fans want to to hear. Um, yeah, four and nine. It's been it's been a dreadful um, season for for the Cardinals. You know, there's um, all the you know rumours around uh, the coaching staff with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury um, looking very unlikely that he's going to be stay. He's going to be there next season. Um, and obviously, well, obviously Colt McCoy's proven himself um, as a more than capable replacement. And I'll argue he's probably the the best backup quarterback in the league. But you know, you want your your star to be playing week in, week out, and really pushing on a franchise who, you know, last year was so good. Was it was it last year they were they started seven and zero? Yeah, and it's just been you know the last twelve months. Um, you know, a lot of things off the field, um, particularly with Murray and, and Kingsbury, have, have, have really um, you know altered the. And obviously, DeAndre Hopkins as well. Him not being available for the whole season. Um, you know, you want your best players playing out there. Um, so yeah, for for the Cardinals, it's it's um, they just want this, the season to end now. Um, get to the draft, get to the off season where they can really sort of change the culture. Because I feel there's just a little bit of negativity around um, um, around the Cardinals at the moment. Um, but for New England, it keeps their um, keeps their playoff hopes alive. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, how they get on in, in the NFC, uh, the AFC East, uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, the, obviously, we wish Kyle all the best and hopefully he does come back better and hope his rehab goes along. It is such an unfortunate injury, and we never want to see injuries um, to any players. There was a little bit of an eyebrow raise there, Adam, when you said about Cliff Kingsbury, when Johnny said about Cliff Kingsbury. Um, potentially being on the hot seat and going. Do you have a counter argument here? Uh, no, I completely agree. He should be going, but he's uh, on a okay. six-year six deal, isn't he? I mean, mm. that's. Uh, <laughs> I'd yeah. say only, this is the thing. It was um, there was a, a stat I saw it's a couple of weeks ago now, but it's, so it's obviously a bit worse. Uh, but they'd only won like five out of their last seventeen games, and they gave mm. Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime new deals in the middle of that. I mean, that's that's something's not quite right there, and that's not just Kyler Murray. That's something going on in the you know in the front office as well. It, it's just not working for whatever reason. Yeah, I think that he probably should be going. Uh, it's not working clearly, and it, it hasn't worked. I know they went seven and zero, but they fell apart um, in this. Like Johnny said, in this season, losing Hopkins at the beginning is a massive, uh, massive problem. For them but you know they they still have players you know you had Mark hollywood brown there for Holly, hollywood brown was on ir for a, for a fair while yeah yeah but what, when hopkins was out he was mm. he was around and and i don't know you just kind of feel like okay maybe not everything has fallen their way but at the same time mm. for what team has it fallen their way mm. it, it just kind of feels a bit like there's there's issues there that are worse than what I think a lot of people are saying, and they kind of went all in a little bit by bringing in players like Watt, didn't they, and and Hopkins mm. and Brown, and you feel like they've they've done it and they've spent the money and they've gone for it, and they're currently four and nine, and apart from the Bears, 
who are wor- who are three and ten, it's like they're either level or, or worse than everyone else in the NFC. So it's mm. it's just not not happened for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Cling- Cliff Kingsbury should be going, but mm. I mean, you're just giving the guy a six year deal, so. Well, interestingly enough, when you say about paying people and big deals, that was Kaya as well. Do you think there's yeah. a little bit of buyer's remorse there? Because the, the, as, as much as this injury is clearly a freak injury, there is a there is now injury history with Kyler. And if it wasn't for his whole game revolving around his mobility, it might yeah. be a different conversation. But do you think there is a little bit of buyer's remorse? Uh Possibly, oh, I don't know. I'm sorry, and and also to add to it, sorry, when you look at players like Lamar Jackson who haven't signed that contract yet and mm. are very similar style players, what do you think their minds are about that? I think when it comes to the Cardinals, I think they would they would continue to say he was the right guy to draft at the time, and that he's a good enough quarterback that we believe in him and so therefore he's we have to pay him kind of thing it's one of them things where it's almost like clearly the talent is there there, there clearly is some talent there i mean I, i'm not particularly keen i must admit but there there is some talent there and you feel like because of that they've kind of got themselves in a situation where you, you sort of have to go in with him because if you don't, then what are you doing? You're kind of like you're you're admitting that it's all gone wrong. It was a waste of time. And you're going back to to the start again, and it kind of feels a bit like that's not the way forward. When you're you know the, what was the point of drafting the guy in the first mm. place? If as soon as he reaches a point of paying him, you run you run away from him. So I think that's a little bit difficult to go against that, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I think players like Lamar Jack. It's just a different way, isn't it? What Lamar Jackson's doing, he's just kind of he's backing himself. That that's the way forward, and and maybe in a way teams will be more encouraged to go down that route. But the problem with that is if you don't sign him up, there is a chance that Lamar Lamar Jackson could just walk eventually if you don't do that. So, you know, you could be what because you'd probably franchise tag them if if they didn't agree a deal. So you're probably looking at what, six years down the line, something like that. Mm. And then he walks. So you just have Jackson for six years and he goes, I mean, that's the alternative to not sign it. So it's, it's a difficult one. I, I, I get why they've done it, but I, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily going to work out very well, just purely because I don't think he's quite as good as what everyone seems to think he is. Mm. And similarly, Johnny, I mean, moving on to a little bit with Lamar, he looks at the if players like him who are waiting for that contract back in themselves, see a freak injury like this, play a similar way, already has had niggles this year. Ravens could be in with a sniff of the playoffs, I admit, but I don't I don't think they are personally. Do you expect to see him again this year? Because th- there's but players like that will tend to be the ones that will be like, well, I've got to think about myself here. A guy who plays very similar to me, just, you know, a couple of miles away. is, is, yeah. is Well, a, a more than a couple of miles away, a lot of a large amount <laughs> away from Baltimore is Arizona. But he's been signed, he got his money, and he's had a freak injury. I play a similar way. If I get a freak injury, I ain't going to get my money. What what do you think goes through that players with, with, with in that situation? Yeah, I think it's precisely that. I think 
the end of the day, it, this is a business for you know players. This is their livelihoods. Um, they for someone like Lamar Jackson who you know could get could get a blank check for, for from you know as, as, uh, there will be teams out there who will be saying, look. Um, we want you to, you know, we'll give you whatever you want for you to sign for you, um, that sort of thing. And if an injury in the next few weeks, um, you know, when's he, when's he out till? Is out till is it week seventeen? Um, or yeah, touch and touch and go. Um, yeah, it's it's for his for his livelihood. It makes sense for him to be like, no, I'm going to sit out. That sort of thing. We've seen it from players um, over, well over the years. It's not going to be. Um, a shock it's it's a really difficult one because you know from like an outside sort of point of view looking down on the players we take that obviously very negatively we we don't want to see players being being greedy um but at the end of the day if if someone like Lamar Jackson feels he's risking um his future in the league um by going back out on the field then you know so be it. But um, that, that's it's an it's an interesting topic because I can see both sides of the argument, and from a player's point of view, which is you know ultimately the most important, um, protecting themselves and protecting their future interests is um, of absolute paramount importance. Which you know, um, which yeah, potentially we we could see. We have to move on to a topic which. I don't really want to talk about because I know what's going to happen. So we've had the first team this year that is officially in the playoffs, the Philadelphia Eagles. And one of our co-hosts, one of our contributors, one part of the team, Gareth, lovely guy, just loads of stuff for the pod. I mean, he backs himself with the Eagles. Let's put it that way. He's he's very confident, as, uh, as a lot of people are about the Eagles these days. But... Um, I, I think we, as the first team that have got into the playoffs now, Adam, I think it's got to be a bit of congratulations in order for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I mean, they've been great. Um, there was a, I've brought this up before, I believe there was a conversation in the pre-season that me and you and Andrew had when we were out having dinner one night and laughed at, I was Johnny, laughed at. They just mocked me completely. When I came out and said that I think the Philadelphia Eagles could make not only the playoffs, but potentially the Super Bowl. Mocked I was, mocked. And now look at it, you see? You just didn't trust me, did you? <laughs> what can I say? You were known for being an Eagles hater for a long time. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but what... I feel people don't understand is that it wasn't that I was an Eagles hater is that I hated all the moves that the Eagles were doing. Now mm -hmm. I understand what the Eagles are doing and what they're mm -hmm. trying to do. It makes sense. So it's all right. I mean, uh, Johnny, they're 12 and one. They've been really remarkable to watch on both sides of the ball. Really, really impressive. We've talked about them a lot in this podcast because you do. You have to talk about, you know, the teams that are doing well, you've got to talk about them. And the Eagles have been consistently doing well all year. They've got over that hump of like, what we said before, of the Cardinals and the Steelers in past years where they've won a lot of games and then sort of fell off the needle. Well, four games left. I don't, 
the way they played the weekend, beating the Giants, who are not a bad defense at all, so convincingly. They were so powerhouse. The way Jalen Hurts is progressing, the way the defense looks and how hard hitting it is. I mean, how impressive have you been with the Eagles this year? Yeah, exactly the same. They've been uh, by far the best. You know, they've stood atop the NFC um, this year. And I, I think, you know, they, they're. Them and the Bills, probably the most feared teams. Um, of the 49ers in there, maybe, um, and the, and the Chiefs. But um, but yeah, certainly in the NFC, they are. Um, you know, they've stood far beyond um, any other competition we've seen so far. Um, like you said, the the hump that they had a, f- a few weeks ago. You know, um, where there was there was issues. Um, um, I think the the ground game they've had injuries, um, but now that you know, I you know they are. A juggernaut of, of, of players um, in that side. Um, what predictions? Uh, I'm still, you know, I'm still not sure about it. I think if they came up against um, the 49ers, they're the only ones I think that could um, mm. um, that could stop in. Uh, even even with Big Brock Purdy, even with Brock at the Mister. Um, well, but before I before, before Brock was injury, I was I was convinced that the the Super Bowls were uh, Super Bowls. Uh, the the 49ers were were the, the team to watch to, to to get to the Super Bowl. Um I think we might have to watch another game of Brock. I think you know as 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 good as it was at the weekend, um he's it just got a very Mike White feel for me. Um mm-hmm. you know a couple of games down the line it might be a completely different story. But um but yeah great to see from from him um against the Bucks this weekend. But yeah back to the Eagles um yeah, I've been so impressed with, with Jalen Hurts, not just for my fancy football team, um, him standing mm-hmm. up uh, among the rest. Once again, um, he's, yeah, come on leaps and bounds. And I, I don't think there can be a question um, about the Eagles, um, you know, tying him down with, with his own contract extension, perhaps this mm-hmm. year. Um, but, you know, um, rumours have been, you know, been very unsure still um uh, seems you know quite um well unusual for, for for me but um but yeah i think he's he's coming leaps and bounds and he's he's probably the mvp um for me um ahead of mahomes um i think he's just stood out from from the rest um certainly you know consistently been uh, been great with his feet and you know he's progressed so much as a passer i think um so yeah been been a joy to watch this year as that was going to be my next question to you, Adam. Is he the MVP of this year, Jalen Hurts? Yeah, yeah, I think he is personally. I think he's. Uh, there was a lot of like a debate about whether or not he would be able to lead a team, whether his passing mm. ability was going to be enough. I think he's very much put that to bed uh, mm. this year. You know, uh, every sort of criticism that you had of him, I think, has now gone. It's like he. He can still rush, and he he's very good in that way. But he's more than capable of when he's play up against the team who are good against the run to beat him over the top. You know, he he can do that. Yes, it helps that AJ Brown came in. Of course, it does. But then, you know, what quarterback that has a season like this doesn't have some form of top quality wide receiving core there? So I think that was why. Uh, why you can say that he's he's definitely worth a shout for it and he's he's now favourite for it as well. Um, you look past that, I, I can't really, I don't really know what else 
he needs to do. I mean, I, I think, I know this isn't for MVP. I think people will still criticise him until he starts winning playoff games. That's another one. Um, but that's it. I mean, if he wins the first playoff game, he's in the championship game. I I don't see what people can really throw at him, to be honest. I, I just think he's a he's now become not only a very good rushing quarterback, but also a very good passing quarterback. And also he's a very strong leader in that dressing room. And they they really rally around him. And yeah, I think, you know, even when you have certain star players out, I mean, AJ Brown missed a couple of games. You've had Dallas Goddard out, which is mm. essentially his safety net for the last four games. It hasn't mattered. I mean, they had a, that bit of a dip, but they look pretty good and they don't look like they're stopping anytime soon. So, yeah, I think... I would be surprised if he didn't win it now. I think it would probably take an absolute catastrophe for the Eagles mm-hmm. or or like an injury and Mahomes just does really, really well for it to be any different. So yeah, I would I would have him as MVP. Mm-hmm. And do you think something's good because Hertz did he get dropped for Minshew at one point in the last year? Or was he injured? I can't remember that. I'm not too sure whether I, I, there was a time, wasn't there, when Minshew came yeah, in? I'm, I, th- yeah. I think he was. He might have been injured, but I mean, this this is obviously I'm compare. It's a bit unfair the comparison here. But do you think there is something to be said for franchises that are just a bit patient with their quarterbacks? Because when you look at quarterbacks around the league this year, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields being being a very. I mean, Jalen Hurts did not have the hype that Fields and Lawrence had coming into the draft. I will admit that, but equally their quarterbacks would get drafted but weren't exactly working straight away Hurts didn't exactly look like he was great straight away he was very much a runner couldn't really throw it felt like Lawrence struggled at start with Jags seems to be getting better had a whirlwind of a game the weekend just gone Field struggled all of last year a little bit at the start this year and has just become electric in the last few weeks is there something to be said where it can just click for the quarterback or also the franchise franchises do need to be a bit patient because in a league which is essentially about winning, we are very quick to move on from the key piece of an offense very quickly. Um, do you think it, it helps franchises when they do have that patient quality? Yeah, I, I think you have to, don't you? I mean, re- like realistically, you have to be a bit patient with these guys. I mean, you can't just expect, you know, college football is not the same as the NFL. It just isn't. It's like the guys that you're up against are different. So it's not it's not something that you can just expect them to be amazing at from day one. So I think you have to hang around and, and give them a few years. That's the reason they're on a rookie contract. Mm. So I, I think you have to do that because otherwise you're just I mean, what are you, what are you doing sort of thing? What was what's the point of taking them if you're just going to throw them away in like a couple of years? Don't get me wrong. If it's if it really doesn't work, and you can see that there are signs that it's not working, and you know we happen to have someone here who has a quarterback. I was about to say this. Fe- this well. feels like a yeah. delicious segue into the same topic, <laughs> but going to Johnny, I suppose, with with but, Zach Wilson. Yeah, um, I'll let you finish, Adam first. No, I think you. I like I said, I think you have to, unless it's really not working very well. Yeah. Well, so similar questions. I'll say, Johnny, to yourself, I suppose, about Zach Wilson being in that sphere of quarterbacks that uh, have been drafted recently, not formed well, do they need to be given time, has been dropped essentially, I suppose, and then brought back in and dropped again, it feels like. Um, what, what's that with, the, what's these comparison of these quarterbacks to Zach Wilson? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to agree with, with Adam. And I think, you know, generally I, I do. I think, um, you know, unfortunately coming from the franchise, which historically has been the most impatient of, of, of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, obviously seeing Zach Wilson and his, his lack of progress and, you know, the losing the sort of dressing room feel about him, um, you know, really isn't great as a fan and seeing, obviously, Jets' Twitter as a, as the juggernaut it is, um, just, you know, jumping on the bandwagon to, you know, berate um, Wilson and, and call for, you know, the end of his career uh, in New York. It's obviously very sad to see, um, you know, when we're seeing him in college, um, he was, you know, a really exciting young prospect, brilliant with his feet, and had a ginormous arm. Um, we've only seen that on a few occasions so far in New York. But I do want to be patient. I do want to see him come in this weekend um, and, you know, give a brilliant performance against uh, a team like the Lions, who I think this offence should be, you know, licking the lips almost um, at the, um, you know, the opportunities they 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 hopefully will get on, on Sunday. Um, but also, yeah, it, it's one of the, I was, I was very in the Sam Darnold camp when, when we let him go um, mm. and to see him have, Another, you know, smoothish game uh, for the uh, for the Panthers, um, and obviously seeing you know, the the state that that um, the Jets quarterback room is in, um, it's it's a very sort of strange one for me because, mm. yeah, I really want to give Zach Wilson time, um, but seeing the team as it is, the defense is as strong as it is, and now these offensive weapons, Garrett Wilson having such a, a standout season in his rookie year, we need to get the quarterback position right. Um, if it's not this off-season, then it's the next, uh, because we can't waste this opportunity. We should be, you know, obviously the NFC, uh, the AFC East, is, is, the, the competition has grown ginormously in the last, um, last year or two. Um, and uh, we, we we can't get left behind. So um, so yeah, I'm very. Maybe ask me next week after, after <laughs> he comes back and and has 500 yards and three three passing touchdowns. But um, but yeah, I think um, for New York anyway, um, they have to get the um, for you know the team the quality that they have. They need to get that right very quickly and can't really be patient at this stage. About Joe Flacco, never thought I'd say that. He was so good at the start of the year. He was so good. Um, Johnny, Adam, thank you for joining me tonight. Make sure if you want to read any NFL articles, you check out Off Grid NFL, ran by John here for all the fantastic guys are over there with a, a massive range of articles that are, are just brilliant. So make sure you check that out. A little bit of a different scheduling week this week for us. We've got the fantasy show. Obviously, congratulations if you made it to the playoffs. I did. However, I'm coming up against our uh our well league winner i suppose only lost one game and that was to adam who gets predicted 140 points before the week even starts so i probably got no chance in hell against him crashing out the quarterfinals maybe but the fantasy show will be back for all your quarterfinal needs or even semi-final needs or even broader than that i suppose within fantasy football we will be doing the um sunday preview betting show earlier because this week we do have games on saturday i've got three games coming this saturday which should be a lot of fun i'm actually meeting andrew in london hopefully going to watch the games together so that should be good uh good fun hopefully post some stuff on social media as well until then enjoy the rest of your week I know it won't be England in the World Cup final, but we can still be happy in the fact that the NFL is plowing right on towards the Super Bowl and what a wonderful time of uh, time it is as well. Until then, have a good rest of your week. We'll see you all very soon.
Sí.